I wrote this note down after listening to a Gordon Neufeld lecture. And I don't think it's a direct quote from him, but it was something that I wrote down because I wanted to look back at it later. I wanted to ponder it some more. Um, It was, if you don't invite the other to depend upon you, then you haven't got a shot at attachment and caring and having someone give you their heart. And I just thought it was juicy or a statement that I wanted to ponder more and look back on. Um, And, you know, this applies to all kinds of relationships and connection, any place that you're trying to create connection and closeness, uh, whether it's a friendship, um, parent-child relationship, or a romantic partnership. And particularly for me, um, in the parent-child relationship, I wanted to really think this through. I mean, I wanted to think it through in all my relationships, but I wanted to really think it through with my parent-child situation because, because I'm the parent, um, I feel like I'm a bit more, I have to be extra vigilant about it because the responsibility for this is primarily on me because that is my role or my job as parent. Uh, and I'm the adult and I've got to sort of assume that primary responsibility for this type of thing. So, you know, I started looking at it and asking myself, do I invite them to depend on me? Do I invite them to depend upon me for the purpose of, you know, letting them be fully attached and give me their heart, that kind of thing. So, and I just kind of immediately upon asking myself, realized I was, it's kind of not as simple as that. I mean, depend on me, how, I mean, what is this word or concept depend upon me really mean and what components make it up? And I think that's kind of an important thing to talk about too, uh, or it could be an important component in understanding this or looking at it fully because you can depend on someone physically as our children often do, especially when they're first born. But then you depend on someone emotionally, someone you can depend on someone intellectually. Um, you can depend on someone practically for practical things. Um, so there's some ways that it can be divided up into subcategories. And I kind of think... Uh, that all of them are important and that even maybe if you wanted the most well-rounded, complete uh, connection with someone or level of closeness, you would need to have all of them present. But also maybe there could be some stages to them too. Like sure, they might represent uh, a complete panel of being able to depend on someone, but it also might represent stages. And some of those things, you know, might be there at certain times in life and some of them might not. Like, of course, a child might depend upon you physically a whole lot more. And that might be the first level of uh, letting them depend on you that shows up. And then the others might start to show up more uh, later, you know, uh, certainly, you know, practically might show up next and um, maybe emotionally or maybe even simultaneously emotionally is there too. Of course, you've got to be, they've got to be able to depend on you emotionally, but then maybe intellectually shows up later. I don't know. Maybe there are, they are all simultaneous. Um, I don't know. That's what I find interesting to kind of explore and talk about out loud here a little bit. Um, Because, you know, when I 
when I was asking myself these things, I was noticing that there are these different ways and I, and I wanted to go down them like a checklist. Can they rely upon me emotionally? Can they rely upon me practically? Can they, you know, or do I invite them to, do I let them know I want them to, do I invite that, um, in all those different areas, even intellectually thinking like, you know, because actually I homeschool my kids and one of the major things that we talk about with in the homeschool sort of section of my life is just, you know, with other moms, with other parents, um, is, you know, making sure that we're just offering them uh, the opportunity for, you know, learning or intellectual stimulation, just like making sure that it's a fertile ground for all of that. And that there's lots of exposure and experiences and like stuff for them to be into. Um, well, anyway, so that aside, you know, I, that would be another way to invite them to depend on upon me in those ways. But when I flip it and take it off of my kids and start thinking about it in relationships and asking myself these questions about, the relationships I have with friends or relationships I've had with partners, um, you know, I start looking at it and looking at the level of closeness, looking at um, the level of connection. How solid was that connection? Why didn't it feel solid? Why does it feel solid or did feel solid? You know, like, and I started asking myself these things and looking at how um, when a relationship kind of only provided one of these, I couldn't say like, oh no, of course I didn't feel close with that person because I couldn't depend upon them because sometimes I could depend upon them. Like let's say my parents, for example, I could depend upon them in certain areas, but I didn't feel a great deal of closeness with them because there were other important areas that I could not. So maybe I could depend upon them uh, physically, but I couldn't depend upon them emotionally. Um, and so it made for uh, the, the feeling that there was not closeness. And I, I sort of feel like there, uh, there's something to that. There's something to having that full array there for the real feeling of closeness to happen. And certainly in other relationships, I could depend upon this person uh, practically, you know, they were always there for me to, uh, and they encouraged me to depend upon them for practical things, for practical help and stuff like that. But I couldn't depend upon them emotionally, or someone would encourage me to depend upon them intellectually, because that's kind of how we were buddies. We threw around ideas and, um, but they did not invite me to depend upon them practically for any real day-to-day life help kind of stuff. Um, and so it didn't feel super close. It felt like, um, a certain level of connection or closeness was a bit off. And so I was just noticing those things and like all the different patterns that could, you know, that have taken place in my life. And one other thing that I noticed was that I think I have like a very important one, like my dominant one. Of course, the whole array of them is important. I mean, even if you're both full grown adults and being able to depend on each other physically, like basic physical needs, 
is not necessarily as important as it once was when you were a child. It's still important for complete closeness to know that even if you needed to depend upon this person physically, meaning, you know, you were paralyzed or in some sort of horrible situation where you could not take care of yourself physically, that this person would would be the type to invite you to depend upon them in that way too. I mean, that adds a whole another layer of connection and true closeness and real attachment. Um, so it kind of illustrated that nicely, but also, you know, so, so I think all of them on the array are important to have and certainly having them all lit up on the board would create the maximum level of closeness, bond, attachment, connection. But for me, you know, you can have a, a hot spot or a, or a dominant one, one that's sort of your, your most important go-to one. And for me, it was emotional, being able to depend on someone emotionally um, tended towards a greater feeling of closeness than if I were able to depend upon them for all the other ones except for emotional I felt, you know, less close with them than if the reverse were true. I was able to depend on them for um, emotional needs, but not any of the others, not practical or intellectual or whatever. I, I felt in general still more closeness, more connection, more bond to that person that um, invited me to depend on them emotionally. So clearly that means that maybe there's like a, you know, you have a dominant one or one that you prefer. Maybe it was just the one that was missing the most for me in my childhood. So of course that becomes my sort of, uh, go-to cup to fill or something like that but I thought it was interesting to look at almost just like love languages how we talk about love languages and stuff um you know is there an array which other things might make up this array what other types of ways can someone depend on you and like what other things are on that board on that panel um of ways that they can uh depend on you I and mean, those are the ones I thought of but there's surely uh more or possibility for others, uh, other categories and knowing them, thinking through them, knowing them so that you can create almost a checklist and really watch for the, you know, the different, well, make sure that all of them are lighting up if you're really going for a complete connection and watch for how that plays into your life and your relationships and your connections, but also if you're the one that's wanting to invite connection, you know, making sure that you're inviting you know, someone to depend on you in those different ways. And then, you know, of course, also for special interest and greater learning about yourself, kind of knowing or seeing which ones turn out to be most important for you, which ones are those dominant ones or the key players that kind of tip the scale, which ones um, carry a heavier weight. So I don't know, just thought it was uh, at least worth considering and talking on some more an uh, element that I think plays into the idea in a more detailed way.